Hello, my name's Julian Meller and welcome to our very first First Tea Directors Club podcast. Uh, I'm here with my fiance, Joe Cameron, and today we're going to talk about mindfulness. We are indeed. Joe is a kind of an expert in leadership and understanding mindfulness. And I have to say, I thought it was a bit woo-woo when I first heard it. I thought you've got to be out there, you've got to be floating with the clouds. And uh, I don't think I could have been more wrong, Joe. So would you mind doing me a favour and the listeners a favour and explain to us a little bit about mindfulness? What is it in in your opinion? That's interesting that you said that about being woo-woo, um, and it's not, as you quite rightly say. Um, but basically, mindfulness can be summed up as um, just paying attention, you know, like being present, so being in the moment. Now, I know in the moment can sound a bit woo-woo, but it's basically being here and being present and, um, yeah. Aware? Aware, absolutely right, yeah. Aware. Well, I've just been listening to some fantastic podcasts by uh, Dr Carl Morris, and he has some incredible guests on there. And I've, uh, I've been kind of hooked, hooked by some of them. And uh, some of the experts that he's had on there uh, have really made me think very differently about mindfulness. And actually being, as you said, in the moment. But what is that? What is being in the moment? And I got to experience it myself the other day on the practice ground. Mm-hmm. I was hitting shots and just enjoying being in the moment, Uh, almost uh, asking myself to hit a specific type of shot and I was able to pull it off, but also figuring out how I'd done it. Uh, And that's just really been mindful of, of in in my um, world, of the actions that I was taking to achieve the shots. Mm. Uh, But it's not what people think it is, I don't think. Why do you think people think it is woo-woo then? I think it goes along with meditation, with, you can almost say, yoga sometimes. People think you're out there or spiritualist, spiritualist mm. thinking, that type of thing. But it's, it's just really been aware of what you're doing. Do you know a really interesting fact about Gary Player? Mm. Now, uh, if you listen to this podcast, you'll know a bit about Gary Player, and you do as well. Yeah. And um, I was very inspired one day when I read his book. And he has been a meditator for absolutely donkey's years. And he attributes that to being um, a key part of his success. And what would you say meditation does, Joe? Well, meditation really, in layman's terms, gives your brain a rest. Yeah. So, like, you know, generations have gone by, they're like, oh, I'm just having five minutes or if I'm just having a breather. Um, but it depends on what level of meditation or mindfulness that you want to go to. So the physical act of meditating stimulates something called the vagus nerve, which is obviously a nerve inside your body, which basically um, is in charge of a lot of your bodily functions. So if you have a quick Google about it, it basically goes all the way through your body. But by the very physical nature of meditating, you're stretching your vagus nerve, which is sort of um, in the middle of your body. Do you have to lie down, Joe, to do this? You can do it anywhere. You can do it, you know, I mean... um, where have well, well, you meditated? Just thinking about when I got caught by the uh, the uh, the parking um, attendant in a, in a car park once. Because <laughs> I think so I'm you sat in your bit... car doing it. <laughs> yeah, I sat in my car. I think I sat on a bus doing it. Um, oh my goodness me! I've just remembered that I caught. I got caught doing it in a park with our daughter one day. There was just a bench. And I'd have been p- particularly busy time, so I just lay on this bench and just did a few deep breaths. I can put my 
um, headphones in and off I go to a different planet. It's just relaxing, basically. And where would you say you um, meditate the best? Would it be lying down, standing up or just somewhere well, quiet? I well, I think you've got to choose whatever works for you. You know, it's like... When you first start learning mindfulness or meditation, um, it takes a bit of time. You know, it takes a bit of time to train your brain um, to just be mindful of the thoughts. A lot of people start it and then stop because they think their brain's got to be completely, you know, empty or you've not got to think about anything. It's not really about that. It's about just being aware of things. So how, know, so. how would this, firstly, how would this benefit a golfer? Secondly... Uh, how would it benefit somebody in business? Well, I think, um, do you know what was really, really profound the other day? So our first tea directors club um, is about, you know, networking at director level. It's about your personal and professional development as well. And it's also about um, learning golf. Because as we know, golf and business have gone together really well over years and years and years and decades. Um, so what we've done is put this thing together. So um, when we ran our last session... I thought it'd be really a good time now to start talking about mindfulness in business as well and how that relates to your golf. And, um, and to be honest, I was a bit nervous about it because the directors that we've got in our club are very um, outspoken, aren't they? They're very pragmatic, Ooh. they're very practical. And, um, and so they're not going to be, um, they're not just going to accept what we say is red. So That's what we've got to do is get them into a exper experimentation mode. So when I put out the topic mindfulness, I, I say I was a bit nervous. I thought, oh, how's it going to be seen? Because people think it's a bit woo-woo. Um, but we actually saw it play out in practice, didn't we? So we just started to talk about the six principles of, of mindfulness. And the one that I choose to look at was um, about reactions. So yeah. you know the Tiger Woods story so about his, his dad used to get him to put um, under pressure, didn't he? Well, and, and distract him. Yeah, trying to, yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah. that would, what you would probably call keeping him in the moment. Mm, yeah, so his dad kept trying to put him off, didn't he? And distract yeah, yeah, him. Uh, yeah. Um, because he obviously didn't want to lose like a major tournament being put off by a twig or a bird or something else um, in the yeah. crowd. So I thought, well, we can um, link the two together, didn't we? So um, we just talked about mindfulness and what it might mean and, uh, and you know, getting distracted because a mindful person will be less likely to get distracted quickly. So this is going to help on a golf course then? Absolutely, of course it is, absolutely. So um, we discussed that a little bit in the room, didn't we? And everybody had a different perspective on it. They thought yeah. it was either useful or not useful. That's fine as well. Everybody's got their own opinion. They're directors at the end of the day, aren't they? And what activity did we do, Joe? Well, this is, this is where it all started to really, the magic happened, didn't it? Because we went out and we did like Tiger Woods, um, you know, a five ball putting activity and tried to put people off. Yeah. So we did that. and Very well. <laughs> yeah, people were really distracted to start with. You know, I cough or shout. Not, not so much annoyed because they know it's me and we've got a good relationship, but yeah, distracted. Yeah. Um, so then while you were getting them to do some chipping practice, which um, we could hear them all cheering, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't have planned it better with a try, could we, the distraction? Um, but then I took them back inside and I got them to do some breathing activities um, for a very, very short period of time. But every single person, when they tried to put in activity again, uh, was more relaxed. More they improved? were less likely to... Be I don't know whether their results actually improved, really. It was um, more about less. the enjoyment of it, less pressure, less stress. And bearing in mind, this is only one simple experiment. Less frustration? Oh, definitely, yeah. Because one of the biggest issues on a golf course is when a golfer gets frustrated. Absolutely, yeah. Well, um, and then you imagine you've got that time between one shot on the next to be mindful again. 
to be to be mindful, but most golfers carry that frustration onto the next shot and then the next and then the next. That builds up the tension, which in our world is the number one enemy of the golf swing. Mm. So tension's horrendous. Uh, it stops you moving well as a human being. I think it stops you thinking well. Uh, and it's to be avoided. And I suppose finding a way to stop doing that and mm. stop reacting badly. Uh, I think there's there's probably many ways, but uh, certainly meditation and pre-meditation, dare we say yeah, it? Yeah, uh, that's a great example about how you can be more mindful. It's like planning, um, you know, where your difficult shots am I going to be? Yeah. And the breath, you think about it, you know, from a golf swing, when you're tight, yeah. everything does tighten up. So you're breathing shallows. I know you've like, when you um, first learned about the breath, you spent the night before, didn't you, playing in a... I did it the night before. Uh, I did it over breakfast. I did it walking to the first tee. I did it while I was waiting for players to hit their first shot. And I used to uh, be quite nervous when I hit my first tee shot. Um, and I have to say, from that moment on, I've never really stood on the first tee nervous. Mm. It made such an impact on it me. It made such so a difference. Yeah, because if you think about it, right, when you're tense... Like if you're at work or if you're catastrophizing about a golf shot, you're not breathing tight. You're not breathing correctly. And yeah. if you're in a stressful job as well, if you think about it, if you're not using your lungs correctly, they are going to get tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. So effectively, your normal breathing is not very effective anyway. Yeah. So by meditating and things like yoga, it helps just improve the muscles in your lungs as well, the capacity that you've got to be so able what, to take more breath. What physically, Joe? what should your stomach look do look like if you're taking a deep breath? Well, if you're taking a deep breath, you're taking it right down low. You know, yeah. there's three... And what physical shape will it take? Well, there's, different, there's three, like, different, almost, chambers in your, in your lungs that you can breathe from. Most people breathe... That's me tapping up here. your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, on a golf course, um, you know... Well, before you get on the golf course, as you said, you've just got to be um, mindful of your breathing and you can practice like by laying on a floor maybe. Well, what should and your you, stomach do? Well, you can put something on your stomach, you know. And will it lift or will it, it go yeah, in? Yeah, it will lift, yeah. So you've got to try and put something on your stomach and lift because then your stomach will lift, uh, which will show that you use... So you're taking in a lot of yeah, breath. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a lot of people I found do when they take a deep breath, they actually suck their stomach in. Yes. Yes. It's that kind of breath yeah. through their through yeah. their throat, yeah. but actually that's not really deep breathing. No. And this is where you can experiment with the breath out. Mm. You know, like in our activities sometimes we get them people to pretend, make a shape like um like you know, like an a, a like a holding a balloon and blowing it <laughs> that's me blowing into a potential you know, in a pretend balloon. <laughs> but you can actually test where your breath's coming from if you pretend to blow into a balloon. <laughs> So you've just got to exercise your muscles. And what um, meditation does is give your brain a rest. Mm. You know, if you think you've been working, as we all do now, and the phones never stop, the messages never stop, you know, everything's pinging all the time. And if you think about that's happening all the time, your brain just never gets a rest. So we often yeah. talk about physical rest. Meditation and mindfulness is um, simply about giving your brain a rest. Get, giving your brain a rest. And I guess uh, it's difficult to visualise what we may be talking about here about taking a breath, but there's so much information out there. On YouTube, there must be some incredible videos just showing you how to breathe properly. Yeah. Well worth yeah, investigating. Or even even you mindfulness. You know, there's yeah. so many things on YouTube. If you stick into Google, mindfulness. I mean, there's things like the Mindful Golfer. There's a Zen yeah. Golfer, isn't there, out there? There's plenty of resources for you to just check out mindfulness. Because yeah. as you say, there's... What, what, what it's become so popular now is that, um, you know, the science now to prove that your brain 
your, your brain function does change. So it makes you uh, more focused. It obviously makes you more relaxed. Mm. Um, but the piece of research that I liked was um, from Australia where they put this guy on a few weeks um, mindfulness program. And after the eight weeks, what they found was that his processing speed was a lot quicker. Right. So it's going to benefit so you can not do, only your goal, you can it's going to benefit yeah. business. Yeah, yeah. So you can do more in less time. Right. You know, and I certainly would recommend. So it's recognize, making you more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. Of course it is. And I think absolutely, since I've been a regular practitioner of mindfulness and meditation, it certainly does make you able to deal uh, with the ups and downs. How, how long does it take to do this, Joe? Well, you can med- it's like five minutes. Anything you can, you know, just so you make a start. You can literally do this in five minutes. Just make a start. Just so you, make, so just you can't, it. there's no real excuse then for saying I haven't got time. No, but you know what? That is the most common reason. I was just thinking about that this morning for some strange reason. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, I had some executives on one of my programmes once and she was a very high-powered executive in the motor industry. And I said to her, you know, about the benefits of mindfulness and meditation. The first thing that came into her head was like, oh, that's going to be something on my list. It's something else that I've got to do and I haven't got time. Yeah. Come on. So that's the time We're talking the kettle five takes minutes. Or even two minutes, just start. Just make a start. You can do it as you're going to sleep. You can do it in the middle of the night. It's not mm. an extra thing that you and have are there, on are there any kind of, say, apps or something like that that you could perhaps download well, there's, or there's get so on your many phone? To choose that... from now. you just got to experiment so, with so them. So just really. look online, look on the App Store, yeah. look at YouTube, yeah, somewhere like that. And, yeah. uh, and just, you probably don't even need to download them, yeah. just keep, keep listening to but, them. But what we proved was, with our little experiment, only a small experiment with a handful of people, yeah. that their putting was so much more relaxed. They were less likely to get distracted when they're trying to put five balls. You know, there was, they were just less rushed. Yeah. And I think um, the main benefit of, you know, being in the first tea directors club, it just gives people time out to think. And they all went away thinking... Do you know what? That was really, really, really beneficial. And yeah. we've got one lady, haven't we, who's a CEO of a multi-lots of schools and academies, what we call academies in the UK. And she said, well, that I've got such a benefit from that. I want to go and now introduce it into the schools. I mean, that's... I mean, that would be awesome, just, So it? she has a half a day out. Yeah. And on a putting green, we demonstrate how, med- how meditation and mindfulness can help benefit not only the golf, but the person as an individual. And then maybe... Wouldn't that be incredible to do in an assembly? I know, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? all the children to do uh, a meditation while in assembly, first five minutes. Well, you know, in some schools they do. I think that's awesome. They absolutely do. Yeah, that's what they do. So, um, and maybe that'll be a thing of the future, um, you know, in the West, when we appreciate that the next generation, you know, for them it's even more full on, isn't it, with the yeah. uh, with social media and stuff. But, yeah, um, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, today we've just been discussing, haven't we, mindfulness and how it applies to work, but your golf as well. So just have a quick Google, yeah. I think, really. And I think one of the... Like, you, you've come, you mentioned it, and, and Tiger Woods just this weekend has, has uh, finished second. He's, he's actually risen um, from... I think it's it was 1,199th in the world ranking, and now he's gone up to 134th in, in wow. the last couple of weeks, which is incredible. But his mum used to help him with meditation. That's right. Uh, and I think that's definitely shown through his career, and his concentration, was uh, I, I think, was second to none when he was in absolutely in his prime. But one thing I noticed about Tiger Woods, on, when he was leading on the final day, he was always the last person to leave the tee. He walked slowly. He was just that little bit slower than everybody else. And they, you could see them. They're all excited and they've hit the tee shots and they're running off the first tee. And he was almost the opposite to that. 
Uh, and because that'd be adrenaline, probably, wouldn't it? If you hit a great so shot off first tee, you're eager to get moving. Yeah, and then you get the peaks and troughs. So, mm. um, some of these, again, listening to these podcasts uh, that Carl's been doing, is is almost about being in state. But what they uh, recommend is that you stay on a level mm. state. Mm. The highs and the no- and the lows are no good for you. Mm. Uh, the more you remain calm, the better your golf is generally going to be. Mm. Uh, and I know we, we get pumped up when we hit a good shot, but it's it's almost as bad it's doing the opposite. Yeah, yeah. If you're getting really down on yourself because because of the chemicals your brain and your body are releasing, mm. uh, which are massively going to affect performance. What was that quote that you found the other day about um, education and your body? Absolutely love that. Remember? Um, yeah, I, I, I do remember that. it. I'll, uh, let me think about it and it'll come back to me. I think it was education and your body's words. Or something along those yeah, lines. Was, I can't quite remember the exact words. It was like um, awareness. If you is your body's language. Is your awareness body's, yeah, is your body's it. language. Yeah. Awareness. It's not words. Right. It's awareness that it's your body's language. That's it. Yeah, and that, and that is. Which is powerful. mindfulness, basically. We're saying being aware, being aware of your emotions, being aware how they're affecting your uh, your golf. Yeah. And that's what you always talk about in the easy swing, don't you? Yeah, t- totally. Um, I've got a little niggle in my shoulder and it's only a knot it's it's nothing but i know that that's going to affect movement but now my my job if i was playing tomorrow how do i get around that if i can't get this fixed tomorrow mm. rather than just accepting it oh, i've got a pain now i'm going to play rubbish well not necessarily it might actually really help you mm. but you've got to be in that open-minded awareness state where you figure out whether it helps you or not mm. yeah mm. i i like I said before, I just thought it was all a bit woo-woo to me. Mm. Unfortunately, I was brought up where it was always about hitting thousands of golf balls to improve your golf. Didn't know anything about physical fitness. Didn't know anything about mind, uh, mindfulness. Didn't know anything about the brain, really, how that affected it. It was just purely going at loads of golf balls. Uh, didn't even know about food. Mm. Uh, and this was kind of uh, late 80s, very early 90s when I was into it. But um, if I could chat to myself again 20 years ago i'd be talking about this stuff yeah the, I think the You'd be saying, just calm down just calm yeah. down. relax and, breathe and i i think what's made it so much easier for people now is access to information mm. uh, i wasn't a great reader never never really liked reading but i love youtube yeah. i love getting on there and learning stuff listening to stuff podcasts mm. absolutely so I, there isn't really an excuse for they're just chucking something out the window. Oh, that's a load of rubbish. I mean, really, well, really what it. we're saying here about mindfulness is check it out. See check what works out. for you. Yeah. You know, the science that says it works for, for a lot of people. It takes a bit of time to learn. So we're just putting it out there, really, as a question today, aren't so, we? It's only like Have learning a, a new method. Yeah, I know. Or, Have a look. Or Have adding, a adding some methodology to what you're already doing. But if, it, if it's reducing your score by a shot around, I think it's well worth it. Or just making you enjoy it a bit more, isn't it? Enjoy it. Enjoy life. Yeah. Enjoy life. And business. Yeah, I know, exactly. So, Joe, just tell us very quickly uh, about First Tee Directors Club. We've just launched this. Uh, It's incredible the people are on it, but just Mm. tell us a bit what's involved. Well, I suppose when you say we've launched it, we've got a new new name, a new brand, because we did it, we've been running it now for 18 months. And, um, you know, I've got experience over the last um, several years of running business clubs successfully. And then when you and I really started to gather speed with the golf and the leadership stuff, we said, well, let's just set up a director's club 
uh, for people that like their golf, where they can come and learn to play golf and learn about leadership at the same time and network at that level. So we ran it for 18 months, didn't we? Took, you know, really... Um, as an experiment just to find just to iron out the little um any niggles and stuff like that well everybody signed up for the second year didn't they yeah and um and then i think when you've done it for 18 months you think right okay where are we at what does it stand for and hence that's the name now the first t directors club so it's about director level networking it's about professional development and it's about improving your golf and as we know it's not just about your golf or your um, professional development because the two linked together anyway so we just you know we get people out on the golf course in the fresh air to really think about the golf and the leadership concepts and how they can learn. So they're going to learn to improve their golf. Yeah. And they're going to learn leadership. And I think they're going to get an opportunity to network with some great people. And how do they find out about this, Joe? Well, um, they can go onto our site, which is Redmain, R-E-D-M-A-N-E. And um, or they can put into uh, into their web browser first. It's the number one first T Directors Club. Um, dot com. So we're just tinkering with the search yeah. engine stuff at the moment. But, there, um, but if they um, Google you, <laughs> yeah. you Mella, yeah. it's on your site anyway. We so in the net- yeah. So if you Google golf networking Warwickshire at the moment, uh, they'll find us. So Google um, golf networking in Warwickshire because that's yeah. where we're based. They'll find it on your site, my site, and and all over the place really. And social media, LinkedIn. Why? Why would? Uh, or not? Why would you? Why? Um, what's your education background in terms of leadership training? Well, I've got an MA, I've taught on MBA programmes, um, you know, at universities. I got um, a distinction for my MA at leadership. Uh, yeah, so I've taught on lots of university programmes. I think the thing that um, I'm very passionate about, like you, at Easier Swinging Golf, is that management and leadership is overcomplicated. Yeah. You know, we haven't got acres of time to be sat in a classroom. What we do in the first tea directors club is a bit of theory and context, which we've just talked about now. But we're about practitioners, we're about what people take away. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's just fascinating topic, really, human behaviour and, you know, how organisation works. I'm, I've so. been, I've been, again, I've been listening to these podcasts and uh, one thing that's overwhelming from all the experts is keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, keep it simple, yeah. And I think the more you can do that, uh, the more benefits you're going to claim for it. Yeah, mm. Which is exactly like the easiest swinging golf, six principles, which we live and breathe in our house. We do indeed, <laughs> we do indeed, Joe. Joe, it's been brilliant today having Thank a chat you, yes. to you. We're going to, we're going to do some more of these. Uh, I think in the future we're probably going to get some guest speakers yeah, in as great, well. That would be really nice. Some yeah. some very interesting people there. We'll link it from from uh, golf to to leadership and to business, mm. uh, and try and keep it real and honest. And I think uh, this could be the start of of many of these. Mm, so thank you, Joe. It's my absolute for, uh, pleasure. Thank you very today. much for having me on. Brilliant. Look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, and you take Bye. care. Thank you.